Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my podcast in called What's Hexing You? This is the second episode that I do on this subject because I find it very important for people to be able to understand that any type of situation that you might be going through or any type of traumas or generational curses that you might be having or going through, you're not alone. There are millions of people out there that are going through something emotionally that does not allow them to move forward in life or live a better life. So by creating these topics and being able to connect with some people, we are going to be able to not only help, but by you hearing other people going through similar situations as yours, be able to help you heal in anything that you might be going through. So once again, this is your host, Woody Prisman, and tonight I have Dustin on the stage. Dustin, you there? Hey, yes. So my name is Dustin. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I have a background where I just got introduced to a lot of spiritual stuff back when I was in high school. And that's the first time I ever experienced any kind of like, I guess you could call it, I don't know, like deep healing, karmic healing, things like that during an intense, I guess, shadow work ceremony or whatever you could call it. Mm -hmm. But Prior to that, things were even more difficult than they are now in my life, you know. I could never understand why. It never made sense to me. And it was always the same theme that had something to do with my mother and my relationship to other women and just, like, who I am as a person. And I wondered why it was so hard to just almost exist. So um, let me ask you a question, Dustin, when it comes mm -hmm. down to you saying that you, uh, you know, you practice in this, you know, this form of spirituality, consciousness, and you understand what shadow work is all about and generation, uh, generational curses by all means, and saying that, you know, it has helped you in some sort of way, living a better life than you were living before or feeling better than the way you were feeling before. But to me, by you talking about it again and keep bringing this subject up, that means that there is no closure to mean that mm -hmm. there are things that are hidden that are still in some sort of way, kind of like penetrating into your DNA that is not allowing you to have the life that you desire to have. Because after all, this is why we're here. We're here to learn, not only learn, but be able to remove any type of traumas, any type of, uh, and receive healing either whether it's through shadow work or whether it's through some sort of therapy but to me yeah in a in order to be able to heal you have to be able to seek the help or have somebody hear you that deals with the same spirituality as you because yes. it makes it difficult for people not to understand that regardless of whether they are professionals because you are vibrating in a different frequency so tell me even though you have received some sort of healing spiritually What's making you continue to bring whatever you're going through up? What do you feel that you still are experiencing when it comes to your soul, when it comes to your DNA, when it comes to your spirit? So I did some research over the course of the last year, just from family members. And it goes, there's a story about my great, great grandmother. Mm -hmm. she, they say she was a witch and they say her dad was the president of Dominican Republic in 1894 to 1898. Mm -hmm. And, there's a story about when my, her son, my grandfather, my mom's dad died, how she had predicted it like six months ahead of time and he wouldn't listen. And the story goes that when he died, she brought him into the room and like 
you know, his body, washed his body. She was almost in a trance, washed his body, shaved his face, put his clothes on. And the moment that she was done with all of it, she lit a cigar and smoked it. And when the cigar went out, she just like snapped back into like snapped out of it and was just crying saying, Dios, por qué, por qué me quitaste mi Gilberto? And mm-hmm. something about that just hit me because it just, I don't know why, but something about the notion of that just hit me. And it made me realize that like all the things that have been passed down go way back, way back into my family from my mom. And then somehow it made its way to my mom and then to me. And here I am trying to like, you know, clear myself enough so maybe one day I won't pass those things down, but also just so I can live a better life, if that makes sense. Does it did that answer the question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, that makes a lot of sense because of the simple fact that you experiencing something that happened in your ans- within your ancestors that happened in, I would say, in generations that you weren't even here. You weren't even here yet. So yeah. for you to be able to know and for you to be able to revive something that happened, even when you were not here, or maybe if you were here, you were here in another form, or you were here in probably as one of your ancestors, or maybe you are you were your great grandfather or you were your great grandmother, you never know. So you still reviving that part of that's still in your Akashic records. So for you to do that and for you to talk about abandonment and talking about that, this is something that you feel like your mother picked up and now you're picking it up at least in order for you to fully heal or anybody to be able to heal, we have to be able to understand that there is a pattern and there is a problem because a lot of people, they confuse generational curses with them, with their mind playing tricks on them. And it might not even be a generational curse on they, or they actually talking about that. It could be a spell that somebody put on them or some type of demon that somebody put on them and they automatically uh, assume that is witchcraft, that is some type of demonic something that they got on them and not realizing that it could be generations that continue to experience the same feeling that we're experiencing right now. And we're mm-hmm. blaming ourselves, we're blaming our parents. But at the end of the day, it's not our, our parents that the ones that we need to blame. We don't need to blame nobody because you don't know what they experience. You don't know what your great-grandparents experience and so on. So we have to find out where all this is coming from in order for us to be able to move on. Do you agree with that? I agree. So now, so tell me a little bit about your experience. Tell me a little bit about your childhood. Tell me a little bit about you talking about you feeling abandoned uh, from your mother. What things did she do? So I guess the first and foremost, she was able to show up, you know, find security wise, right? When it comes to security and everything, she did her best to be there for sure, you know, working in anything else. And I think I remember one of the very first times that I ever felt a disconnect from my mother might have been around when I was in first grade. That was when I got expelled from school. I got expelled from school in first grade. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to be good that day. I had some troubles at school. And so I promised that I would be good. And after not being able to communicate something to a teacher and it going wrong, I just remember throwing the biggest tantrum to the point of getting expelled. And as a result of all of that, my mom sent me to live with one of my, my grandmother on the other side of the family. But when the way it happened was more so kind of just like, and she had the best intentions, of course. But the way it happened was that she took me there 
And I just remember, I thought we were just visiting. And next thing you know, it was like, I see her leaving. And I was like, wait, you're leaving without me though? Like you're going back, you know? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I mean, it benefited me to live with my grandmother. It did. But I was like, wow, I didn't realize you were going to just take me here and leave. And that might've been one of the first times I ever felt a feeling like that. So, that like, so let me ask you this. Um, so that way I can move on with something that you just said, but something that really kind of triggered me was you mentioned that before your mother took you to your grandmother's house, you felt like you couldn't be hurt when you were in school and you got spelled, you know, from, uh, from school. So I feel that this goes beyond your mother and there, or even something, it could be something that regards to your mom. But what I want to know is what made you feel at that time, if you take it back to when you were a child and experiencing what you experienced in school, that you were not be able, or you felt like you couldn't communicate and be heard. Go back. I want you to go back to that time. And I want you to tell me what is it that you feel or you felt that you were not able to express yourself? So the very, I think I can almost remember the exact feelings. And it's easier now that I'm older and I can articulate myself more. Mm-hmm. But when I was in first grade, maybe I just wasn't as articulative, but my intention was to be good that day. So when a teacher told me to go to the silent lunch table, I gladly got up and went to the silent lunch table. Mm-hmm. What happened after that was that some other kids sat there. I guess they must have thought it was a cool table. So a teacher was telling us, telling us all that we can't sit here. But in my mind, I just continued eating because I'm like, no, someone told me to sit here. I'm going to stay here in my mind. I didn't know how to express that, I guess. And so when she tried to make me move and kept on trying and then persisted to try to make me move, it just made me lose my shit because I'm like, yo, I promised my mom I would be good that day. And technically, in my mind, it was like me not listening to what this other teacher told me to do, which was to sit at the table, was going against everything I just totally vowed to, basically. And so I think I just didn't know what to make of all of that. And so I started just like yelling, screaming, and just like throwing everything around and just like, because by all means, I was not going to leave that table. And that's what went on in my mind. And had I been more articulate, I probably could have easily just said, someone else told me to sit here, but I wasn't, I was just a little first grader. I didn't really know I could use those words. I just, Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be there and I was going to be good that day and I promised my mom because I was tired of creating the burden. I was bad in school in a lot of ways. So I was just tired and I, I was finally ready to be good in school. Finally, you know. So do you feel that the reason why you behaved like that at that moment, it was because you didn't want to disappoint your mom. So you were trying to find any type of way possible where your mom, where you were able to actually show your mom that you were going to be good. So you feel that everything that happened and transpired that day the, the reason why you are acting the way you were acting is because you did not want to disappoint her. So let me ask you this. What made you at that point not wanted to disappoint her? Because you mentioned that, you know, when she took you to your grandmother, was anything that she said to you prior to you that you didn't want to do that? Did, did she say anything to you? Did she threaten you to actually drop you or take you to your grandmother's house? Or did she say anything to you that she was that you not you, you weren't going to be with her if you didn't change? Can you go back? Do you remember? Not necessarily, I can't say she said, I can remember her using any words that made it clear to me, but I know a lot of times misunderstandings may happen 
I think I've talked to her about it here and there. And she would tell me things like, she would just tell me like that she didn't realize it was that way. And she just wanted to do what was in my own good. And in my mind, I thought we were in my mind in, in first grade when I was going to live with my grandmother, I thought we were just going on a trip to visit her because we would visit her often, you know? She lived all the way in a different part of the state. And so I was like, okay, word, I love visiting my grandma. It's going to be great. I had so much fun until I saw she was leaving. I remember asking my grandma, like, why is she leaving? I just remember crying all day that day, just crying, because I was like, my mom just left me. So going forward, moving forward, you know, to your adulthood life, when do you start experiencing uh, feelings of abandonment? Because um, one thing is, you know, in my own experience, I I went through abandonment too from my grandmother. And I remember not being able to be happy for years, many years of my life, because I wasn't able to face what really happened and what really transpired. So let me ask you this. What made at that point or uh, in your adulthood life, when did you start experiencing feeling feelings of abandonment or started feeling like depressed or started feeling some type of emotion that wasn't allowing you to focus in what you really needed to focus? Because when we go through these depressions or when we go through these traumas, in quote, we tend to actually kind of like... Uh, suffer from some sort of depression or something. So I just want to know when the what things started to manifest in your life, positive or negative, or let's just say negative, that you felt that it, everything it was because of your mother. I would say, I would say like the peak of it all, not the peak, but like when it really started to take off. Actually, mm-hmm. may have been around sixth grade, because by that time, I think I was just done. My my mother sometimes would just lose her shit and just totally just like lose her shit. Mm. And I feel so unheard trying to express that like, it doesn't need to be this way, what's going on and why, you know? And that was, those were a lot of painful experiences. So by the time I got to sixth grade, I remember I found it, I began to find it hard to just express myself in front of my mom because it felt like, it felt like I didn't want her to see those parts of me that could probably be hurt by her whether it the vulnerable parts of me, basically, you know? So I noticed over the years, I slowly, slowly just began to shut those parts away from her just because I was like, I didn't want her to be able to access that. And I almost felt like she didn't deserve to access that part of me because I felt like she would just cause pain to it. And so by sixth grade, I was already having issues just connecting with people because I think I was just afraid of it. I even, I even remember at one point, I would eat my lunch in the bathroom sometimes just to see if anyone would notice that I was gone. Just mm-hmm. to see. And in my mind, when it came to my mother, I think it roots, the root of it all is something along the lines of not feeling valued in her eyes because I, would, I, would, I noticed I would do that to her sometimes too, where I'd say, in my mind, I think, or in my heart, I'd say, well, maybe if I was gone, you'd value me, maybe. And that was, I think that was like a general background thought that I must have had, that maybe maybe she would one day notice if I was gone, I, I would hope at least. So let me ask you a question. So when it comes to that, because it seems like everything you're talking about is you're bringing it back to your mother and 
how you know you're talking about a few things and one of the things is like you feel like you were not good enough when you know to your mom and you wanted to, to know whether you were she was going to notice that you were in there so my question to you is is this something that you only dealt with when it comes to your mother or all these events transpired to actually you experiencing this type of situations with other people as well or it was just a personal thing with your mom only I'd say definitely other people as well, especially women. And that's when I realized I had to start doing the work early because by at that point in high school, I began to realize that somehow my relationship with my mother was having a big impact on my inability to even want to be in a relationship with women. Because in high school, like a lot of girls liked me, but for some reason it was just like, I wouldn't allow myself to get close, like emotionally, you know? I just, I, or any kind of way almost it felt like, I just didn't want to. And I didn't know why, because I was like, it confused me, because I was like, I know I like you, but it's like I wasn't even letting myself like, you know? So when it comes to other people, and even most recently with my friend, I have a friend, and we were going to take, we were on, on our way to take her or make sure she got to New York safely. But there was like a whole misunderstanding, and I think she said something, and I said, you know what? I might as well just break my phone if like if this is what it comes to. And she said, if you do that, I'll never talk to you again. And in that moment, I'm like, well, then I really want to break my phone. Now, we definitely communicated furthermore about it, and I didn't break it in that moment. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, another person came by who was with us, and I misunderstood something thinking, because I asked them if they needed a hug so, as a result of like the intense scenario that had happened. And when they said no, I think they were referring to something else. But in my mind, I mistook it. I mis misinterpreted it as something along the lines of, okay, so you don't even want to be my friend anymore. And this is someone who's like my best friend. So I was like, I thought you were my best friend. And if now it feels like you're not, and if that's the case, then I really don't want this phone. As valuable as this phone is, suddenly it just means nothing to me. And I'm just going to break this phone and walk away rather than, rather than just ride back in the car with you guys. Does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm it's like the second time something like that happened, literally. The okay. other time I was in a mountain with the same friend. And I broke my phone for a similar reason, thinking that my other, and there was a best friend there too, a different best friend, thinking that they were just going to leave me stranded. And I said, you know what? I'm better off stranding myself than riding back with you guys. If you, And it wasn't what it looked like, but I thought it was. And that's one of the first times I realized that maybe... It's not always what it looked like. So uh, let me ask you this. What made you feel, or did your mother or anybody in your family, you growing up, did they ever tell you that you were not good enough? Or did, is that something that was actually said to you? Because you keep bringing up that you felt that you were not good enough and bringing these you know, scenarios that you're talking about right now. I'm wondering if the reason why you keep breaking those phones is to create some sort of... Uh, feeling just to see how they're going to react towards you just to see how if they're going to notice you because all this is about noticing all this yeah, is about, it is. yeah all this is about noticing you did it with the intention of seeing how they were going to react because taking you all the way back 
you started feeling that you were abandoned. So you felt like not only they were going to abandon you, you wanted to know whether you were going to be able to feel safe with them by them actually being able to relate to you or be able to actually connect with you when you were going through all that emotional roller coaster about breaking the phones. So was that at any given moment in your life, was any, did anybody ever tell you that you were not good enough? I'm sure a lot of people have told it to me, mm-hmm. but it's, I guess sometimes it's also just told not necessarily even in words, you know, I had a, I know growing up, I had a Salva, a stepdad. He was Salvadorian. He was, you know, he raised me, he did it. He raised me at least when it came to like providing a lot of solid support, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, he may have not been like the most non-toxic, but like, he was still there in a lot of ways. And so it's just like, when it came to him, his side of the family didn't, I don't think they really liked me much, especially, you know, I think in their eyes, they're just like, why are you raising, why are you raising this little, this lady's little black little kid, you know, type vibes. And so it was almost like, I wasn't necessarily, I didn't feel too welcome or a part of his family. And my mom wasn't really connected to her side of the family too much because she left the country when she was young. She left the country when she was younger. And she just, I guess as as a result of that, that maybe her feeling of not having family played out in some kind of way. But I think when it comes to all of that, she wouldn't necessarily use words. Sometimes I'd say, I remember one moment actually, it may be small, but maybe it speaks a lot. And I remember she had a picture of like a, a cool shirt. There was a monkey on it. And I'm just like, who's who's that? And she's like, me, hijo. And I'm like, but that's me. Hold the shit, hold up, you know? And I'm sure she may have been joking, maybe, but. Where's your mother from? She's from the Dominican Republic. Is she a black Dominican? I mean, she's, the DNA test says she's 49% West African, but, you know, Dominic, sometimes Dominicans don't use the word black to describe themselves. Her skin is very light. It is. But is, but, she, is, she, is she melanated? Enough melanation, but you wouldn't know. Like if you stood, if you stood side by side, she wouldn't be as black as me. That's for sure. Oh, okay, cool. So, okay, so okay, I'm getting, I'm getting somewhere. So, what made you feel? So now, see, we're getting into so many different things because there's a lot of things that I really want to ask you. And a lot of times we get, we come to conclusions about assumptions. We start assuming, and I wonder what these people are thinking about me. I wonder why this is going on. And, and you start thinking and creating ideas in the back of your mind that you're creating, like, you know, what are they doing? What, you know, what are they doing racing this little black kid or this, that, and the third or whatever. And the situations about that is those, those were your assumptions. It could have been a reality that what you were thinking it was true, or it could be a reality that what you were thinking you were way off based on what you were thinking, because it all depends on the person now on a general fact that we think is a fact. And that's one of the things that messes up in messes us up in life, that we start assuming things about other people mm-hmm. and what they're thinking about us, that it does not allow us to move forward. Now, let me ask you this. Where were you raised? I was raised in Charlotte. Sometimes Philly, sometimes I would go stay with my grandma in Philly for the summers a lot, but most, for the most part, Charlotte. Okay, now, so let me ask you this now. When it comes to your life now, are you happy? Are you achieving the things that you need to achieve, or do you feel that you're not where you want to be? Or tell me a little bit about what's going on with your life now. I, I'd say I'm content with the fact that I'm more myself than I was in high school. I take it back to high school. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm 
that's the first time I think I experienced being myself again okay. after having not been for a long time. And so I think I was, I'm, I've definitely come a long way since the last six years of my life. But I just know that there's more, something more missing, you know? Because it's just like, especially when it comes to the way it plays out in my relationships and the way whenever I think something's going some kind of way, I'm just so quick to just cut it and be like, you know what? It's done. It's over. I don't want it. I'm leaving. Goodbye. You know, just for the sake of not wanting to, probably for the sake of not wanting to feel the feeling of that. Otherwise, I'm doing okay, you know, maybe not in the eyes of everyone, but even my mom sometimes. I mean, maybe now she's starting to realize, but sometimes I think I gave up caring about whether I would disappoint her or not disappoint her. Whereas my sisters, I think, try a lot to gain her approval. I think I just never wanted her approval to begin with at this not to begin with, but you know, I just gave up on her approval. So when I smoke cigarettes or weed or anything, I don't really care what she thinks about that. I'm starting to learn to care more and be more respectful towards her about that. But but see, you saying one thing, and with all due respect, I want you. To, I don't want you to think that I'm disrespecting you in any type of way. I don't. But, I don't. Um, to me, based on what you just said right now, it's like you flip flopping. I'm gonna tell you why mm -hmm. I feel like you flip flopping because of the simple fact that you're talking about that you really don't care about about your mother's approval. But if you really didn't care about your mother's approval, you wouldn't even thought about it. You wouldn't even say True. that. You know what I'm saying? Like we tend yeah. to actually, we tend to say things that we really, that really means a lot to us. And we yeah. try to act like we don't when in reality, that's the issue. So you're talking about mm -hmm. that. You don't really care about her approval. It's because you have created this rebellious mentality in the back of your mind because of all this suffering that you went through. So it's making you believe or making you feel like, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. It, I don't care about her approval. But in reality, you do. Because if you didn't mm -hmm. care about her approval, when you drop those phones, every single time that you have in situations with your friends, you are looking for their approval. That's the reason why you're doing what you're doing. You're doing that because yeah. you want to see how they're going to react. You're going to see if they're going to make you feel safe once again. So this is something that you are really, that is really hunting you. And I, I really feel that is really hexing you. So this is something that you have to work on. So now, since you're feeling like you are getting better, but one of the things is when it comes down to relationships, you're not able to hold them, is the fact that to me, the, the things that you're saying is like you are a replica of your mother. It's like you don't even realize that everything that she actually puts you through, per se, or without even knowing, probably without subconscious, you know, unconsciously not even knowing that she did it to you, you are becoming hurt without even knowing that that's what you're doing because if she, every single time that she probably have to feel like she abandoned you maybe it wasn't that she abandoned you maybe she wasn't able to face situations in her life maybe she wasn't able to deal with situations so the best way for her to do it was just for her to actually just do whatever was easier for her and it was just actually get get rid of it you know what mm -hmm. i mean we get to situations where we might not be able to take charge so what we do is we do what was easy was easy for us and that's just like oh forget it you know what i'm just going to get rid of it or i'm just going to walk away and it's just walking away so what your mom was doing is something that you're actually doing right now and you don't even realize that you are she has created you to be like her without you even knowing so you got to ask yourself this question did your mother when it came to who raised her when she was growing up was she looking for the same approval that you're looking for i is think it, so Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, because she has a harder time than me maintaining. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a hard time, but I know she has a hard time keeping friendships, especially. And mm -hmm. 
I just remember growing up all the times people would backstab and betray her just because maybe the wrong people were around her. And I, I always remember a story she would tell me about my my grandfather, the one the one who had died, mm-hmm. and she, her dad, basically. And how, like, as a little girl, sometimes she'd say, like, yeah, I'm coming home. I'm going to go come home today and see you, and we're going to go get ice cream. And how she would wait outside the window all day, just wait outside the window, waiting and waiting for him to come home, and he would never come home. And in my mind, I can already imagine that feeling of just, like, expecting someone who you're so excited to see not show up when they said they were going to show up and mm. that was going to do with it just that well, notion but see you see what you see what you see what i'm saying to you so it's like you are kind of like your mother without you even knowing and this is the reason why i like to have this type of discussions because when we get involved with other people where they are friendships or where they are relationships or any type of relationship that we encounter we when we're dealing with people we're not really dealing with them we're dealing with their ancestors we're dealing with their parents we're dealing with their great-grandparents their grandparents so we're dealing with a generational group of people not just that person themselves so we need in order for us to be able to uh, build better relationships is for us to be able to understand what situations we're going through or what traumas we're going through to perfect them because in you know throughout our lives we're always going to need some type of healing no matter how healed we feel that we are it's always going to be something that is going to trigger our emotions and it's not going to make us uh the type of person that we want to be so it's always going to be some type of ongoing thing that we have to experience to be able to actually get shadow work at all times so my situation to you is this have you had a chance to have a conversation with your mother one-on-one and be able to tell her everything that you're telling me right now and making her even though you don't want to you don't want her to see you in any type of way or you don't want to hurt her feelings or you don't want to do anything have you ever been able to sit down with her and tell her look this is what's going on with me this is what's really uh, traumatized me it really hurt me that i felt like you know what i mean that i wasn't getting your approval i feel like you abandoned me have you had that conversation with your mother I've tried. I've tried, and I've seen my sisters try even harder. Mm-hmm. I think I gave up on trying, but I've I've definitely tried a lot over the time until I gave up, sort of, because there were times where I remember just saying, like, yo, I'm starting to realize some things, and I think you played a role, more or less. And her reaction is almost like, it's almost like she wants to just, like, put a mask on for her own self, just maybe for the sake of coping or something. Because the way it is, is she'll just be like, but I don't get it. I, you say, are you saying I wasn't a good mother? Are you saying I didn't do a good job as a mother? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not saying you didn't do a good job, but I'm saying there's definitely things that need to be taken responsibility for. But the communication wasn't really a thing growing up. It's more so us trying to talk over each other. That was the only way it seemed, you know? Okay. I mean, even... But um, this is something that I wanted to say to you. I understand that you really wanted to have that conversation with her and you probably feel like you didn't get anywhere. But one of the things you have to know is that you you don't have a way to actually tell her what she was supposed to or was or what she wasn't supposed to do or what her responsibilities were as your mother. Because the simple fact is that 99% of the times, the people that we actually have the issues with, they don't even know. 
They don't even know mm -hmm. that that's what is going on. They don't even know why they act in the way they act in. They don't even know why they feel the way they feel. So for you to tell your mother, you know what? I feel like you have to take responsibility for some of the things that are going on right now. It wasn't the, it wasn't a good way kind of to approach the situation. So, but if you go and have a conversation with her, even though she might not want to hear you or write her a letter or something where you explain how you failed. Listen, this is the way you made me feel. This is what you did that it made me feel. I'm not blaming you because I don't know what you went through when you were, but this is something that you need to look into. Like I'm looking into myself in order for me to be able to be happy because if she, your mother is withdrawing from people the way that you withdraw from people, that means that you're willing to break that generational curse and she's not. So it's like, if you want to break it and you want her to be happy, you have to find a way where not only you able to actually let her know how you feel, but be able to have a conversation where she tells you everything that she went through when growing up that makes her the way that she probably feel, she probably doesn't feel like she's being approved by her kids either. She probably doesn't feel like you approve of her. She, she might be going through the same thing you're going through and you guys both going through the same thing, but not knowing what's really going on because you guys are hot don't want to hurt each other's feelings you guys don't want to say the wrong thing so my advice it, it would be for you to go to her and be like look this is what's really going on talk to me let's talk i don't want to argue i just want to i just want to tell you how i feel and i think make it emotional if you feel like you have to cry let your emotions go and just let her know look i, I have problems you know being in relationships with, with people with friends with females with everything i don't i don't feel that i am good enough for them i always want to walk away and i feel like that's a pattern with you too and we actually doing the same thing so i want to make sure that we both break this cycle so our future generations can actually be relieved and they can be released they can release everything that is really going on because if not what's going to happen the future you know generations what's going to happen they're going to be going through the same thing that your mother is going through the same thing you're going through and it's going to be an ongoing thing until that curse is really removed well i call it curse because it's a it's something that needs to be released it's something that needs to be dealt with and that's through therapy so are you able to actually do that i think so i know that over the years i've i've definitely tried and even more recently mm -hmm. in life i've been trying even harder mm -hmm. not even trying harder but just allowing myself to be more vulnerable towards her and i know i can see a lot of those themes just with my sister as well where she just she just kind of wants to cut herself off completely from the family because my and my mother thinks Gabby hates her, but really, it, and Gabby thinks my mom hates her, you know, and I'll talk to both of them and my mom just thinks that, doesn't understand why Gabby, and is hurt by the fact that Gabby wants nothing to do with my mom. And, my, and Gabby's just hurt by a lot of things relating to everything. So it's just like, when I look at myself in relation to all that, I try and put active effort into communicating with her, but it doesn't always seem to work whenever I try and get the message across. And it always seems to, she always seems to think I'm just like thinking the worst of her. When in reality, I'm not thinking the worst. I just want to point things out as they are, the truth of it all. Well, see, and I've heard- Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, and I'm, I've heard her stories because she's told me when I was younger, she told us a lot of her life story and family members, and I've heard it from her, from her brothers and from her and all the, a lot of the things that she, maybe not all the things, but a lot of the things that she went through growing up. And it may have even been conversations with my mom where she'd say she didn't like me at one point because of the fact that I looked like my biological father growing up. And 
she was harder on me because she didn't want me to end up like him. And so she, she may have even been harder than she needed to for that very reason and things like that, but still no solution. Let me tell you, I, I went through a situation like that. Well, not similar, but I went through a situation with my mother. And uh, one of the things that I was able to actually do is I was able to actually tell my mother how I felt. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening is <laughs> I have issues when it comes to mother issues, you know what I mean? Or father issues. And they feel like they're not having that relationship, that bond that they really want. You know, like you hear kids and talking about that. They say, oh, you know what? My mother is my best friend or my father is my best friend. And then you hear them and you'll be like, how's that possible? You see what yeah. I'm saying? Me, me growing up, I used, to like, I, I, I used to say, but my mother is not my best friend. My father is not my best friend. I don't even like them. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't even feel I, I don't even feel like I can relate to them. So a lot of times is as you know, I'm pretty sure many people who are listening to this uh, this segment right now can relate that some of us might have issues with our parents, but we should not allow that to dictate the rest of our lives. Because by if you don't break that curse, what's gonna happen is you are going to continue to live that. So if you can get your sister and you can actually just go to your mother and you both or whoever actually have like a family gathering and be able to say, look, this is what you did. Even though you might feel that you don't, even though you're saying that you don't want to make her feel bad or you don't want to say the wrong thing or you don't want to blame her or anything, you have to, you have to. And you, it's not about you blaming her to say, oh, it's your fault. But you should say, this is how you made me feel. This is how I felt. Whether it was your fault or whether it wasn't, I'm just letting you know because I've been feeling this for so long. In order for me to be able to release it, I have to let you know what I feel that you did wrong. And if she start crying, hey, let her cry because that might be her way of healing herself. Because that's that, that's the only way that you're gonna be able to move on from this. And your sister and your family, whoever, if you guys are going through this, and be able to actually let her know, and then it will be time for you to look at yourself and say, you know what? But I don't have to continue to live this like this anymore because the reason why you keep breaking relationships is because of that. Until you remove that from your DNA, fully from your DNA, you're not going to be able to be fully happy. And then at that point, you're not going to be questioning yourself whether, oh, I wonder if uh, my mom approves of me for, uh, by me doing this or if she might be looking at me in a good way or she might not be looking at me in a bad way. Because you understand from that point that that is already a healing that you went through. So it's not even going to face you anymore. You're going to be you. And you're going to be able to accept you for who you are. And the only person that you are going to be looking into approving is yourself. Because as much as we love our parents and we love our families and we want approval from other people, the only approval that we need is the approval within ourselves. We don't need nobody else's approval. And that has nothing to do with being uh, mean to other people that might say, oh, but you know what? I love my mother and my mother needs to approve. No, because guess what? This is your journey. This is not your mother's journey. So you have to find out what makes you happy and do whatever it is that you do, because if not, that's going to continue to put some stress in you. And it's not, it's not going to allow you to hold the relations the way that you want to. People should not be in situations where they have to uh, find a way to make you feel important. They don't need to find a way where they need to give you some type of assurance that they're your friends. Because uh, nine times out of 10, when we argue with people, is things that we do. We just argue, we disagree with people. We might curse them out. And next day, like we act like nothing happened. 
depending on the yeah. situation. But if you're getting into little arguments that you know that it could be fixed and you're walking away and creating all that drama, you know what I mean? Breaking phones just to see what they're going to do or just to see if they're going to come running after you. Yeah. That means you have to deal with that. Because other than that, you're never going to be able to keep friends. Because the only way that you could have did that or you could have addressed that, it was like, okay, you know what? I'm fucking pissed. Get the fuck out of my face. I'll be fine tomorrow. I don't want to talk to none of y'all right now. But don't pretend that the relationships are over. Or don't pretend the friendships is over just because you're going through something at that particular moment. Whether, it's a, whether you're going through that with a woman or whether you're going through that with friends. You're making it bigger than what it is. And you're not going to be able to actually let yourself be hurt until you actually address that. So you have to actually have that conversation with your mother. Maybe you need to help her heal herself. And then you'll be able to be, have that family that you ever wanted and that type of connection that you wanted with your mom and that you've been wanting to have with your mom and everybody around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me ask you this now, uh, moving on before I actually close this segment, like what do you what do you feel now that besides that, what do you feel like you need to work on and what do you feel that by you working on it is going to bring you? What do you feel like? Let's predict healing. Let's predict that everything is going to be good and you had the conversation and everything is good to go. How do you feel that would change your life when it comes to other people? I think it'll allow me to, I think it would allow me to engage with people in a different way because when I look at it, me and her didn't have much conversation growing up. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of her telling me what to do or pointing things out, but like in actual conversation, at least when I, I do the thing where I look at other people's parents and the way they would just have conversations, that's very new to me. I put, I put in some effort and every now and then after like, some intense, annoying moment, I'll pause and be like, so how was your day? Even though it takes a lot of effort to ask a question like that, even for me, you know? But I think it'll allow, it'll allow me to like, maybe just connect and be open to connecting in ways that I wasn't open to before, especially with other people. So you and do have that. Yeah. And with that, that, and that alone may just take me somewhere where if I can connect to other people and I'm only relying on my own self or validation, but feeling secure in that, then I may not, I, maybe I just won't feel the need to have to do all that just to see if anyone cares about me truly, at least in my own mind of what that means. Hmm. That makes sense. So do you consider yourself an introvert? Not necessarily. I mean, I find a lot of comfort being alone, mm -hmm. but I also, I mean, one thing that it's, one thing that trying so hard to be seen has done for me, I guess, is allowed me to just like really enjoy the spotlight, you know? So, I mean, I love being out with people, but I also do enjoy being able to take the time to be alone and just you know, be with myself. But at the same time, I do want to be around other people. It's just, I don't know. Well, uh, my advice to you, once again, it would be to actually just have the conversation or you should write things down. You should write down everything that really kind of hurt you 
and just write mm-hmm. it on a piece of paper and write it there. And if you feel like you're not able to actually relate to her, write her a letter. Mm-hmm. Write her a letter and write everything how you feel. Get emotional because I'm telling you, tears help healing. And just yeah. do the things that you have to do in order for you to actually do that. Because at the end of the day, you're going based on assumptions. You're going based on, I wonder if people are going to think about whether if I ask them if they had a good day or if, they, if I don't ask them, I wonder if they're going to listen to me. I wonder if they're not going to listen to me. Let me tell you this right now. I go through people and I ask people, uh, hello, and sometimes people ignore me. And what I do, I curse them out. But I go, fuck yourself then. You know what I mean? And I'm not telling you to be this type of way, but you got to understand people are different and people act and behave differently. You're going to bump into situations that people are really going to be nice to you and you're going to bump into situations that people are not going to be nice to you. But it's not for you to actually blame your upbringing, you know what I'm saying, you growing up and actually have that when it comes to your your present at this moment, it's time for you to actually find a way where you can work through everything that you've been through by addressing those issues and be able to be who you are. It's time for you to stop thinking that you need the approval of people because this is the, the focal point, approval. Approval. So by it's not for you, people to actually approve of you is for you to actually be who you are, as open as you are, as, as open as you want to be, and be able to accept the fact that not everybody is going to think like you do. Not everybody is going to approve of you. And the only people that you are going to be able to find that will approve of you, that will be your tribe. That will be your spiritual tribe. That will be your soul tribe. And that's the people that you're really going to need around you. Let me tell you, as many people that know who I am, as many people that I bumped into the streets with, my circle is super little. So just imagine (laughs) that not everybody is going to be a part of your tribe or your soul tribe. So just don't beat yourself too hard with that. Be, Be nice to whoever is nice to you and whoever approves of you, approve of them. If you feel like your friends were not there for you the way they want to be, either you want them to be a way that you want them to be or that they are not, they have a different agenda. So you can't think everybody is going to be approving of you because maybe that's not what they do, not because they don't want to be, but maybe that's their personalities. You got to deal with personalities too. So you have to start learning how to accept people and not let things get to you based because sometimes people might not approve of you in a certain way, but it's not because they don't approve you. Maybe they're showing it in a different way. And it's time for you to release and be able to actually breathe so that way you don't get to a point where you start thinking that you start getting out getting very upset when something don't go your way or you don't feel like people are paying attention to you because this is going on since your years as a child when you actually went crazy in school and you're still doing it until this day so you have to work you have to work on your anger and that anger is being able to say you know what this is not even worth it i'm happy i don't need to once you find the happiness within yourself all those anger issues that are actually happening in your life, they're no longer going to be there. And you're going to start realizing, you're going to be like, oh man, my relationships are way better. I don't trip. I don't get mad. I just do what I do. If people listen to me, fine. If not, fine too. Because you're able to accept yourself for who you are. True. You understand? Yeah. 
So, hey, listen, I know we've been on the phone for almost an hour, so I just want to say thank you, Dustin, for actually being able to share your experience and for everybody who's listening and is going through some type of family issue when it comes to the mother or father. Just understand that the best the best way to do it is to actually address the issues with everybody that you have an issue with and be able to let them know how you feel. Not only so that way you let them know how you feel, so that way you can actually look, take a look at yourself in the mirror and be like, look, enough is enough. I got to I, I gotta forgive myself for have allowed other people to make me feel that type of way because that has nothing to do with my journey and be able to actually clear that, be able to release and be able to move forward. Some people might say, voodoo, you make it seem so easy. It's not that simple like you make it seem, but I'm pretty sure that if you're talking to somebody who is able to understand and be able to guide you, you'll be able to achieve it. Uh, for everybody who's listening to uh, listening to, to this segment right now, I want to say thank you once again for listening. I want to say follow me on my Instagram on Voodoo Priestman or subscribe to my YouTube. And if you have uh, want to connect with me, send me an email at Voodoo Priestman at gmail.com and I hope everybody have a wonderful evening. All right. Peace out, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, man.